and aloha. Ronnie Landis coming to you with another edition of the Life Mastery Podcast. I hope you've been enjoying the last few episodes that we've done for the rebranded show. We have a lot more on the way. So many updates with the podcast, the rebranding, uh, a new developing platform, so many things coming down the pipeline. So I'm excited to continue this podcast journey with all of you. And I wanted to share a really special recording, which is from a lecture that I gave in Austin, Texas, almost exactly a year ago. And this was a deep dive presentation into the metaphysics of human transformation and really a a culmination of the last 12 years of intensive research that I've done on all things holistic health, personal development, spiritual development, emotional, psychological development, and bringing those pieces of the puzzle together in a way that I don't think anyone has ever heard me talk about. And it really is showcasing a blueprint that I've created that I call the whole human optimization roadmap, essentially. This was a powerful presentation. The audience was just lit. The energy was amazing. And I go really, really deep into a lot of things that I think you're going to find really interesting. I've had this recording on my phone for about a year. And for whatever reason, I wasn't able to pull it off my phone onto my Mac. There was just all kinds of technical issues. I kind of just gave up on it. And then I was playing with it earlier today and I was finally able to actually export it onto my computer. And then I went and gave it a listen. I was really excited to finally get this into operation. And then I pulled out the audio for all of you to listen to in the podcast. And I think we could just easily call this a presentation on the metaphysics of human transformation, health and longevity. That's essentially what we get deep into. I hope you enjoy this. I'm excited to share more upcoming interview interviews with incredible luminaries and also a lot of solo episodes that I'm going to be doing for this podcast every single week as well. So stay tuned. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and enjoy this presentation on the metaphysics of human transformation, health, and longevity. <laughs> And so I've been, I've been in the holistic health field for about 12 years, uh, personal development, transformational work, pretty much most of my life really. I have about 32 years of martial arts experience. I was raised in martial arts since I was four years old. I used to run a martial arts school. Um, I competed semi-professionally and had aspirations for going to the Olympics. Um, so I have a very, like, very eclectic and also very deep experiential research in many different domains um, which has just been me following out my life path really it's, it's not really that I predicted it or tried to make it happen I was just following out my own my own inspiration and what called me and um, so a lot of this is based on the last 12 years but a lot of it's actually based on my entire life when I really start going deeper into some of these aspects, especially when it comes to like the spiritual dimension, this is more or less been my life path. 
and my life path has been one of devotion. It's been one of um, human potential. I've, I've always been chasing human potential. Even if I didn't know that or didn't recognize that, didn't have the language for it, um, I've pushed myself beyond boundaries, physically, psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, in all kinds of different ways. And that's just who I am. That's, that's just what I do. And so what's really emerged in my work is this awareness around integration. And that being the most important thing. How do we integrate information as quickly as it's coming at us? What's useful? What do we need to let go of? What do we need to take on? What do we need to experiment with? What do we need? Like there's so much information coming at us from every different end. One of the biggest skill sets that we're all gonna need to relearn is the ability to focus. And that's, been, that's really one of the skills that I've developed over my life, especially in martial arts, especially being a fighter and an athlete. I've learned how to focus under pressure. Um, and then a lot of really deep, powerful medicine ceremonies has taught me that at an even deeper level. Um, and so that, that's, that's, that's one, of those, one of those key codes. Like the simplicity of this is, that's the main thing. I wanna, I wanna drive the simplicity of this. Like our ability to focus like on one thing at a time and just and actually filter out everything else is one of the most important skill sets, not just for success, but mental and emotional stability. And a lot of my work now is taken on a lot of different shapes and forms. I don't need to go into all that, but one of my focuses when I work with people or talk to people is teaching people how to regulate your nervous system. Is your nervous system is the interface between your experience as you and the world outside of you. And it's that's the interface. So if the nervous system, the autonomic nervous system itself is locked into a sympathetic stress response and it gets stuck, then it's gonna be near impossible if we don't have the tools or even the awareness of that to unhook that. And, that, and that's very specific language. Like it, we actually get stuck in these states. And we'll go through like, you know, how that happens and deeper aspects of that. Um, but the stress response is, is the biggest thing that I see in the world. I've had to work through that at extreme levels. And that's how a lot of this was born out. Every single thing here is my own personal experience. Yeah, there's deep research, there's hundreds of books, there's all that, but it's mostly through my own, my own personal experience that this has come through. And, um, so with that said, the way that the way that this came to me a couple of years ago was a map of human evolution, because this is what I've been rattling in my head, especially the last two years. And let me uh, let me just say this. So ultimately, what this is and how this came through is an attempt to actually integrate the last two years, 2020 up to 2022. And I only know a few people in my life that have been as far down that rabbit hole as I have. And so I've experienced a level of psychological stress, existential angst, emotional overwhelm, and uh, even existential identity crisis. Um, that's, you know, that's pretty, pretty intense, but luckily I'm built for it.
And I also had to unlearn different coping mechanisms that we call addictions. And I wrote that book out of that whole thing, The Addiction-Free Lifestyle, which I highly recommend you pick up and tune into. Um, these coping mechanisms that we develop to manage our stress, to manage our angst, right? To manage the, the tension that we feel and don't know how to deal with, or maybe we don't wanna deal with it because it's uncomfortable but we have to because it's a feedback system from our body or even if you want to say from our soul trying to get our attention and let us know that something is significantly off track right you can just feel into how that plays out in your life and that's that's a huge thing that I, I, I talk about the connection between addiction and trauma and that's like a, that's a huge aspect that I've I've um, gone through the last couple of years and that's how that book came to be that's usually what I talk about on podcasts nowadays. Um, and then all of this is essentially a roadmap for navigating that and healing that and integrating that and transcending that. And transcending is a really specific word for me because so far what I've seen in all the years of the personal development world, the self-growth, self-help, like the self-help, like all, all of that, like great, thank you, wonderful, and most of it's not helpful, in my opinion. Because we just get spun, spinning our wheels, this thing, this thing, this thing, this thing, this thing. Let's throw a bunch of stuff against the wall and see what sticks without actually fully discovering who we are, what we are, and what's the real source of our, the symptoms, right? Because the addiction is just a symptom. Like an addiction is not actually the problem. Like Gabor Mate says, the addiction is an attempt to solve a problem. So my question is, what's, what problem are we trying to solve in our life? And if we, can, if we can look at that and we can start going down that track, then we can uproot that weed that's holding these other weeds together. Right, so just that that's worth saying real quick. Like if you can actually just think, just track for yourself in your life, we usually have multiple symptoms going on. And then if we're just trying to manage it, it's like, it's like you know, we're just trying to like, it's like spinning, spinning uh, plates, right? And you're just trying to manage all these things, keep it in balance, but that's very exhausting, right? And then eventually sometime, somehow we get overwhelmed, it all falls apart, and then we're forced forced to look at things. So what I've done for myself in cognitive unpacking is I've I've had to see, okay, where is the root? Like you have the root and then it spawns and then you have stems that go branches that go off into these other things. And we get distracted with the things, right? We're trying to change the things or we're trying to change ourselves, right? But if we can find the root and pull that out, all the other things actually go with it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And that's ultimately what I'm here to help people do. And then from there, then we, we are able to transcend that instead of managing it. So, okay. Um, so let's talk about this. So, there's three, there's a few different layers of this. There's the physical dimension, 
there's the mental dimension, there's the emotional, and then there's the spiritual. And these are the four quadrants of the human experience. Now, and I've never heard anyone say this, uh, each one of these requires a different set of, or a different knowledge. Like it has its, each one of them has its own rules of engagement. The physical body operates under different rules than the mental body, than the emotional body and the spiritual body. And why there's so much challenge in like the transformational world and, and all that is because people simply don't understand the rules of engagement. They're trying to apply the same rules to another. So say for example, someone has a certain level of mastery in the physical body. They're an athlete like I was, and they know how to do that, right? Different rules than the emotional body. If you try to approach the emotional body with that attitude, like that athlete attitude, you're gonna run into problems, right? Same thing with the mind. Now, what's really powerful though about this is that once you understand that, you can work with it, and then after you develop a level of mastery, particularly with the physical body, because everything starts with the physical, right? There's so many people in the spiritual, we call it spiritual bypassing. Basically what people are actually trying to do is they're bypassing the body. Because they're not in their body. Because they're not safe, they don't feel safe in their body. And then we psycho-intellectualize spirituality, right? We have all these concepts in our head about spirituality, and it's really just concepts about concepts, ideas about ideas. It's not necessarily spiritual. Maybe there's a spiritual experience that we have, right? We know what that is. But then if we don't know how to hold it, then we, it goes up here. Then we analyze it, right? How many people can relate to that? And those are two different things. The mind and the spirit are two different things. The mind is meant to be, it's like a filter, it's like, it's like a radio station. And we've just given so much emphasis to the mind, particularly because of how our world is run and the, 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 the severe, deep, deep imbalance of our world and the beings that have been running the world, which is all mind. It's all mental, 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 right? Now we're in a world where we're turning science into a religion and scientism is really just a replacement for God, right? Or the divine or even the, the feminine for that matter, right? So that, that's, that's, that, that's what we're dealing with. And we're also dealing with our own conditioning from it because we, we are born into an aberrant situation on this planet. So we also have been inflicted with certain amounts of trauma um, just due to that fact and whatever else we've experienced in our life, right? So it's really helpful to understand the proper place for all these things. So when we look at the, let's, okay, let's go through this. So there's, there's three different layers to this. There's the physical, which is like, okay, if you look at the, if you look at our planet, whatever you believe it is, flat, curvature, flat, uh, spherical, triangular, realm, dome, 
so I can go deep into that, but I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> definitely not what NASA's told us. NASA, never a straight answer. Um, so, but when we look at our biosphere, right, then we have our geosphere. So the geosphere is Earth. And then the atmosphere is air, the um, hydrosphere is water, and then the heliosphere or photosphere is sun, fire, right? Water, air, earth, okay, cool. It's all interconnected. We're actually a mirror reflection of the earth itself. The soul is in the soil. Um, okay, so that's one level of it. Then this is really like a Chinese medicine elemental aspect. So then you tap into the actual energetic of the thing itself, right? Now, these three points here, these represent the, the actual energetic of what it feels like to be embodied in that area, right? So here's the thing with the mind. The mind needs a reference. It's seeking reference points. That's all it is. So if you give it, so you have an experience or you're trying to get an experience, the mind needs to develop a reference point to know what folder to put that in. So, okay, what does it feel like to be embodied in my body? Grounded, stable, solid, right? So you can track that in your own experience and just keep reinforcing that reference point. So anytime that you feel other than that, you can return back to that. It's a quick reset. How do I ground? How do I stabilize? How do I solidify inside of my own body? Make sense? And then the other layer is the zodiac signs. So then knowing your predominant zodiac sign and then the energetic of that, because your zodiac is pretty much like the astrological coordinates of your personality blueprint, right? Human design goes a lot deeper into that and go into the gene keys and all that kind of stuff. But just the basics of understanding your own basic astrological coordinates, because that has a huge effect on your personality, what you gravitate towards, um, even compatibility with other human beings, relationships, like that's all, that's all fundamental information to navigate these things. And it has its own set of energetics. So I'm a Taurus predominantly. And that makes sense because the physical, the physical realm is what I've learned to master. That's been my focus. But then I also have Gemini, I have a Gemini rising or Gemini moon, excuse me. So then that takes me over to air. Right? And I have a lot of, I have a lot of the, the qualities related to the mind. So then my process has been about learning how to integrate those things together. Right? What's the cross connection between the physical body and the mental body? Because if I'm other than this, the mental body gets overactive. And I've had to, and I've had to learn how to balance that out. So you can just place that for yourself. So, um, yeah, so let's just keep going through. So the mental body, the representation of that is spaciousness, creating space within yourself, expansiveness, 
And we know what the opposite of that feels like, right? Be claustrophobic, tight. And then what happens to the body? It starts caving in. Actually, what happens to the body over time is that it gets gravitationally pulled in. And so this is the whole thing around longevity and health, which is that what ends up happening to us is that we get stuck in time. This time is actually just a concept. Like the thing on your, your that's a complete concept. It's actually not real at all. It's just, a, it's just an energy management system, really. But then what, what we do is we equate our life force to these arbitrary numbers and then actually our life force and our consciousness gets interwoven with that. And so we're always on a clock. The clock is ticking. And then we get stuck in a stress response system and we start to age. Right? Because we place a certain meaning on a certain number called our chronological age, which doesn't mean anything, actually. Because you have chronological age and you have biological age. Right? So you can be chronologically 50 years old and biologically 30 years old. And that's all dependent on how you how you exist in your body and what you do for your body, your lifestyle, right? But the less integrated we are in our body, the body actually, the clock speeds up. Because, I've never heard anyone say this either, what actually powers the body is not some like ATP, cellular, glucose, lipid, energy production of the cell yes those are all biological functions if you know what i'm talking about right or getting into ketosis or any of this stuff that has very little to do with actually what powers the body these are just biological functions what actually powers the body is the human soul i just know i know that innately and i know it through my greatest teacher, which is ayahuasca. And I just know it because it's absolute common sense. Just my own felt experience. And you can, you know it too. You know it, you know it innately, right? And you can just track certain experiences you've had. When your spirit is depressed, how do you feel in your body? Right? When your spirit is uplifted, how do you feel? The body starts to erect, it starts to come into alignment, your spine starts to move up, your chin comes up, you're looking people in the eyes. So, if we understand that, then we can understand what the priority is, as far as physical health goes, right? But you get my point. So like, the whole point of this is that what actually ages us is, is we, a part of us gets stuck in time. So let me, let me connect that. So, okay, trauma. You'll all get this when I say it. Say you've had a childhood trauma, sexual trauma, abuse, even something as subtle as like you asking your mom or dad for something and them being in a, in a reactive state and them just kind of like snapping. 
not their intention, but that just happened, right? That moment creates an imprint. And as a child, we don't have the, the ability to process it, right? So it actually gets stored and deposited somewhere in our body, that memory imprint. And so emotionally, there's parts of us that are stuck in time. Does that make sense? Yeah. That have become undeveloped or unintegrated. And this is what shows up in relationship dynamics. I've had plenty of them, so I know I understand. <laughs> I've had to figure out what all that was about, what are all these triggers are about. And I realized like, oh, this is what it is. It's like somebody can be a certain way and a certain somebody, but then something gets triggered and it's, it's like, I've literally seen it. Someone's like completely throwing tantrums and jumping up and down like a child. I'm like, whoa. Like, whoa. Okay, interesting, right? That's an unresolved aspect of self that's now manifesting itself. And the other person kind of gets ejected for a second. And that the, so the drama plays itself out in that way. Um, yeah, that's interesting, right? So when you start putting this all together, ultimately the whole, the whole journey is about developing a timeless mind which creates an ageless body. As long as the mind is stuck in time, the body will be on this, this, this clock. So the whole point is we want to get off the clock. Figuratively, metaphorically, literally, we want to get off the clock and get into a state of timelessness. A state of timelessness is essentially a state of flow. Right? That's what flow is. So when people are out there talking about flow and the flow genome project and all that's great, but I think the languaging around it is too mental. It makes sense, but not practically implementable in my opinion, unless you have all the pieces together, right? Because now what, what it is about is you having a felt experience. So you actually remember what we forgot to remember when we came into this planet and we went through the things that we went through. <clears throat> okay, so moving on to the water, the emotional fluidity. Yeah, I got um, yeah, so curious about, because it's interesting, I, I read a book by uh, Gay Hendricks called The Big Leap, yeah. which is what kind of got me Great into this, this concept about um, you know, you are the creator of time, and I've kind of like really integrated that yeah. this last year, this last year and a half, two years, mm -hmm. and I feel like now I'm accessing this perpetual state of flow. Yeah. Where it's like I don't ever really know what time it is. It's always three thirty-three or four forty-four or eleven eleven. <laughs> it's like okay, this is good. This is good news. But I'm wondering, like, what do you feel like you've done to like access that flow so that you can kind of always live in that timelessness? Yeah, I mean, it, so it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen without immense effort and work, and that's the, so that here's the pair, here's like the, the 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 dichotomy that has to so your ability to hold multiple perspectives at the same time is actually your ability to be in a state of timelessness. Is if you're getting if you can only do this binary black and white thing, you're actually stuck in time. It's like 
this, 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 actually not, how about none of that, and it's, it's everything. Mm -hmm. And you're just able to toggle between things, right? So part of it is, is, is a physical thing. It's freeing your physical body of the aches and the pains, the inflammation, clearing out the gut, um, you know, balancing the neurotransmitter system, your hormone balance, like all that is, that's key and critical, right? So, so, you know, integrating all these pieces, you're naturally going to start to feel that, right? Um, and then for me, a lot of it's been like through athletic training. Like, I know what it's like to be in a hyper flow state. And I know what it's like to get knocked out of that and have to get back, right? Um, I know it's like giving a lecture and feeling that way. I know it's like being in the flow of a conversation with someone. Um, you know, so many examples. So, I mean, it's, it's essentially, this is essentially the answer, what I'm actually taking you through. Um, and, and it's just, it, you gotta pick the, the little keys that resonate immediately and just let that unlock something and it's following that out it's literally living in a lucid state um plant medicines and psychedelics have been incredibly helpful for that um those haven't it didn't start there but that helped give me a completely new frame of reference and it also helped me unwind the holding patterns of my mind that were trying to lock on to these these memory fragments or the whatever it was, the attachment essentially, unwinding the attachment patterns um, that keep us stuck. So, yeah, that's my answer. Um, okay, so emotional, the emotional dimension, again, it's like how fluid do you feel? So there, there you go. How fluid do you feel, how fluid are your emotions? In other words, What's your ability to flow with your feelings without getting stuck? Usually we get stuck because there's some sort of interaction between these two. So we feel something that the mind tells us a story about it and then we get stuck in the story. And that, st that story is a time, which is not even real. And most of what we remember According to Joe Dispenza's research on this, most of what we remember, 50% of it is not even real. We embellish it. Where our cognitive biases influence the memory and the color and the, the interactions and the emotional charge. Okay, well, geez, well, that's not reliable. So our, actually our ability to completely forget about the past and be super present that, that's really what that comes down to. But anyways, you can track this. So as you're, you're feeling, you're having an emotional experience, just notice where your mind is. And this is where we go into like breathing exercises. When we're going through an emotional experience, you don't, see this is what people do, right? Same thing with the spiritual thing. Like, oh yeah, all these spiritual ideas. Yeah. It's where, is, where, where are we, where, just tra you just track for yourself. Just track where is the energy, right? Because is it here? First thing we have to do is actually raise our heart. And when you raise your heart forward, your shoulders align naturally instead of this thing. It's like, just notice that real quick. Mm -hmm. Like notice if your shoulders are dropped and just notice what happens to your posture, the neck issues. See, so heart forward. 
keeps the mind in check. So if our posture is like this, then this thing is like, okay, what do I need to like, what am I doing here? It goes into its old ramble. Um, okay, so fluidity, potency. <coughs> potency. Water is fluid. It's formless and it's potent. It's super powerful. And through my upbringing in martial arts, one of the things I learned to do is, is channel energy. And now I, I do that regularly, like effortlessly now, through through Qigong and through <coughs> and just these different things. And also through like intense, like, you know, more of like hard style um, martial arts. That, that's, that was my path, <coughs> learning how to actually channel my energy versus getting stuck in it. So moving, like going for a walk, whatever your movement practice is. That's key because energy needs to move. Emotions need to move. So anytime we're in an emotional loop, stop whatever you're doing or trying to figure out and just start moving, moving your body. That'll move the energy. Um, and formlessness, okay, so there you go. So those, those are, the, those are the, the energetic kind of signposts. And then spiritual fire, elimination, transformation, evolution. So another thing I want to say about this too to make it more, make more sense. So it might be hard to track this. Like, okay, do I feel like formless? It, this, this is like in the gene keys, they have the, the shadow, the, the gift and the city. This isn't really that same model, but it's like, these are like the, the gift and cities, if you're familiar with that. This is like the highest expression of, it, of the natural essence of that quality. Right, that's kind of what, so that's that's really what this is about. Um, so illumination, transformation, evolution. And then as we go through this journey and we learn to integrate these puzzle pieces, it takes us here, which is integral alignment of purpose and mission at the level of the mind, the body, and the spirit. Now here's an interesting fact. Did you know that your nervous system has a mechanism to track int integrity? Your nervous system has a mechanism to track whether you're in integrity with yourself or not. It's not just it's not just some like moral frame, some moral concept. You actually are designed to be in integrity with your truth. Because again, the body is powered by what? The soul. The soul is based on capital T truth. Not my truth or your truth or the little bit lowercase <laughs> truth that we get into these squabbles with. No, the actual truth. Universal truth. Universal law. Capital T. Um, and so to the degree that we are not in alignment with it, we are going to get feedback from in our system. Now, if you actually, if you, so this is the root, this is the, the wheat, this is the root right here. Because to the degree that we're not, it starts growing. We get these little signs in our body. They might show up as aches and pains or whatever, right? Then we go medicate it, we sedate it, we overeat it, 
we try to sex it away, you know, whatever, whatever the thing is, um, basically just tranquilize it, but then it starts getting bigger and bigger and louder. And that's ultimately what it comes down to. So anyway, so that's what the coping mechanisms are about. Coping, what am I, so what, what are we coping with? Are we broken? Is that what it is that I'm broken and I need to, I need fixing? Like, so I need like self-help because I'm broken, I need to fix myself? Or is it because I'm actually not integrated with myself? Integrity means integration. They're the same thing. So the degree that we are integrated is the degree that we're actually in integrity, mind, body, emotion, and spirit. You're welcome. I've, I've paced, you have no idea if these walls could talk. All the nights I've paced around, just trying to figure out what's going on on this planet over the last two years, and just sussing that out. I've stared at my wall for like hours sometimes, just like, you know, working things out. Um, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of light bulbs and a lot of hard-earned kind of insights. But the key is like beyond the insights, the key is integrating and I'm, I'm deep in that process just like anyone else. Like, um, but I know that this is the path. Like that I'm not confused about. I know for sure that this is the path for each one of us is, is becoming integrated. Integrated with our truth. The truth. Because the whole goal is this. The whole actual spiritual goal is that we're trying to integrate the truth with our truth, meaning that they eventually become one of the same. There's no dislocation between our truth and the truth. And this is what the spiritual path is, in a nutshell, in my opinion. It's not all the hoo-ha and the, the stuff, right? Like, that's just the simplicity of it to me. That's the devotional path. That's the yogic path. That's the martial arts path. That's the samurai path. That that's the the shamanic path, the mystic path, the alchemical path. Right. That that's ultimately the path. That that in all those those different iterations. Right. My me and my operating system, how I operate, becoming one with spirit, and then we fuse and merge together. Right. And we become one. So. Thy will be complete. Not my will. And the beings that are running this planet or have been are operating from a completely opposite doctrine, which is my will be done. Right? Which is a Lucifer doctrine. Just so you know. Right? And, it, and what, what's Luciferianism? It's false light. Essentially. It's false light. We gotta be very aware of this, especially in our relative communities. And what's false light? False light is it's easy, it's seductive, it's it's temptation, it's 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 you know, it's shiny object syndrome. You know? It's the easy stuff, right? But this is this is this is like this is irrefutable from the perspective that this is like this is not easy. This is like the hardest thing a human being can do. But it's fun. It's fun when you start getting into it. 
it's fun. Just, okay, so has anyone had the experience of like, you, you just start getting into the nutrition thing, right? Whether it's through a health crisis or like you just get inspired to like go into like, maybe it's a raw food diet or, or cleansing or something and like you just get inspired to go into it, like juicing, right? And then you're just getting into it, right? Maybe it's uncomfortable at first, but as you get into it, it just becomes fun and you get lit up and then you're like, okay, cool. Like, well, what about the yoga? Okay, cool, let's do the oh, meditative breath work. Oh, jumping into like ice baths. Oh, cool, it just starts ping-ponging. And that's when you get into a, 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 the holy flow of hypersynchronicity, as my friend David Wolf calls it. The holy flow of hypersynchronicity. And that's what leads to having the best day ever. So you could actually just make your entire intention to just have the best day ever every day and just leave it up to the universe and just be in alignment with that intention. So on that note, I'm going to hand it over to you guys. I'm going to take a break in a moment, but here, and I'm not, I'm, I'm purposely not going through all this because I've been giving a little presentations and I've tried to do that and I'm just like, it's too much. It's actually not possible. Like you see this map right here, right? This has its own map. Each one of these has its own map that's going to eventually pull down. And it's going to be, this is just going to become like five maps. Then I have an entire map for addiction. I have an entire map for plant medicines. Like it's, it's probably going to be endless. But that's okay because I've, I've actually needed this to just organize my thoughts and then present it in a way that makes sense. So, and that's why I gave you guys a copy of this. So you can play with it yourself. So... The way that I want you to think about all these puzzle pieces, I'll just go through it really quickly. Nutrition, movement, strength and flexibility training. Both. We need strength training and flexibility training. They're key and critical because they're the two, they're the two complementary opposites. Everything is complementary opposites. Spiritual integration, from my perspective, is integrating the feminine-masculine polarity. Mm -hmm. Right? So everything actually operates in complementary opposites. A man and a woman. Right. And by the way, it is a man and a woman. There's a man and there's a woman. <laughs> Some of you know what I'm talking about. Okay, strength and flexibility training, cleansing and detoxification. So these, so this is key. So like you have your nutrition and we could go deep into that. Basically what you need to know is like, okay, what works for me right now? What approach is gonna work for me right now based on the factors in my life? Do I need to cleanse? Do I actually need to clear out and cleanse? Cool, we need to get into some cleansing detoxification protocols to re-alkalize the body. Right? If we've got too acidic or too sedentary, too lethargic, we need to lighten the load, get on more of like a vegetarian path and just kind of clear out, right? And then, so that's a reset, that's a, that's a catabolic approach. Then at some point we need to rebuild the body and that would be an anabolic approach, right? Um, so having that imbalance, by the way, all diets are a complete experiment. Figure this out to writing like seven books on diet. 
It's all, it's all a total experiment. I was a raw foodist for three and a half years straight and I was a vegetarian for 10 years. I ended that experiment in 2020 and that was a great run. And also it was the most important thing I did to complete that experiment. Yeah. So just gonna put that out there. There's I, a, I got a quick question. Yeah. And this is something I do too, is like tuning into like, what do I need today? You know, and I do a yeah. lot, I did like a lot of fruit fasting this year, specifically on my soul's expansion, which has been fascinating. Mm -hmm. I'm curious to know now, like how do you, how do you tune into like, what your nutrition is because that's something that i really want to that's like the that is the least i think about now because i've 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 really mastered that area like that that was like the last 10 years was like that was the foundation of of everything and i've had some of the best teachers in the world and i i was obsessed with figuring out that riddle um so for me now it's actually just super simple it's very intuitive. It's I don't do very many supplements. I've gone through all the tonic herbs. I'm like I'm an herbalist. I've gone through all, and I still play with that. It's fun. And it's good, but right now it's just simplified. Like there's a few key supplements. Um, it's more of a more of a um, more of an animal based diet, just because that's just what feels good, and. Um, and I'm just like in flow with it. I don't even think about it anymore, which is a relief, by the way. So you imagine like being a raw foodist for years, that's all you think about. What am I gonna eat today? And like how many different vegetables and how many different things do I have to sort of then like food combining and like, okay, am I getting enough protein? I gotta sprout all my nuts and my seeds. And then you know, it's like, there's so much, that, and then food preparation. And that was a great path and it's fun. It was like some of the best times of my life. Like it's very high vibe type of like um, thing. But then I realized like at some point that became a distraction. Thinking about food all the time. I got other things to do. It's so you funny. Know. I've, I've done the opposite of you. So I, I started out the spiritual and moved to my sure. weight. And then sure. now I'm into the physical. But having that spiritual has allowed me to learn how to tune into my body and tap in. Hey, what do you need right now? Right. And I told my husband, like, I don't want to have a conversation about what we're eating anymore. It's like the most frustrating conversation. Sure. Like, I really don't care anymore. Well, so there, but you do want to care. Well, I do care. I just, um, what he wants is not what I want anymore. Yeah. So he gets, so, yeah. So, yeah. And, and so gotcha. it's, it's been like this kind of, ugh, for so long and I'm over it. And so I've been called to juice fast and then go into a water only fast. And I've done that twice, nine, sure. nine days, just water. So and it's water. potent. Sure. Um, so and being able to be in tune with the body and, and just receiving the information that I need um, is yeah. so, so helpful so that I can do this now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I want to really encourage everyone to start like, start treating like all of this, like start, I would really encourage everyone to start getting into a little bit of an athletic mentality. Like what's your body capable of doing? I know what mine's capable of doing at really high performance levels. And I'm 36 now and have been able to carry that over now. I can still perform more or less at the level I could before, just with the exception that I don't like train the same way I did. But it's all there. It's astonishing, actually. It's all there. Except now I have the intelligence to, to execute differently, which is interesting now. As a 36-year-old man getting older, like, oh, okay, this is interesting. I could actually still do this if I wanted to. So, so like, what is your body capable of doing? 
and then having a having a goal because what what throws people off the diet thing is that they don't know they don't there's nowhere they're going with it there's no direction so if you're just if you're just doing the diet thing just because it, you need something to anchor into there needs to be an actual reason why you're doing this beyond just I want to be healthy you know what I mean so like actually creating like a set of goals for yourself like what do I want to what do I want to experience and do with this body you know um, okay yeah so the somatic release processes learning how to release stored stress and trauma from your body like shaking for example like I do this throughout the day especially if I have my phone I can feel I'm like oh, oh. like I have to shake off those aberrant frequencies if there's like any I mean I just do, do this right now like just start actually just shaking out your hand you can get into a deep cathartic state doing this Okay, now feel, feel your hands, feel your fingers, wiggle them around. Lighter. Feel cleaner? Yeah. Yeah, right. Even all inflammation and all that, just stuck energy. So we have to do, we have to be releasing this energy every day through the day. Sleep and recovery rituals, dialing in your sleep, critical. And ultimately, so with all this map too, if you notice <clears throat> at the bottom, there is the integration. All this translates into nervous system integration. So by, by following this path of physical mastery, you're going to integrate the nervous system as a result. Yeah. This is like so interesting, Lash. I have, with all these, all this stuff that's been going on in the world, obviously, mm -hmm. I think a lot of us have felt like a total upheaval in our nervous systems. Uh, I, I remember last year when I had that run. It wasn't that long ago. My nervous system was like vibrating, like I could just feel like a chronic buzz. Mm -hmm. Right? Did you guys? And it was just yeah, like totally. It was, right? It was buzzing, and I remember going to the naturopath, and I was like. My soul is at ease, my heart is at ease, and my nervous system is like, my body is trying to catch up and relax. Mm -hmm. So it was like the start of a lot of just yeah. <laughs> recalibrating, deep mm -hmm. rest, deep love, deep nourishment. Mm -hmm. um, but isn't it interesting, that old, that mind, <laughs> oh, <laughs> it loves to up in you, you know, <laughs> you're just like... I should really be, you know, but it was just so interesting. And then it started because I think I started to feel my joints and I was like, I'm getting, I'm getting arthritis. And I was like, I know this has to do with my liver. I know it has to do with anger. And I started releasing all this stuff and I haven't yeah. had pain since then. But it's such a beautiful teaching, you know, the body. But that, that buzzing of the nervous system, and it's interesting how many people now that even I work with are experiencing that. Yeah. Have you, do you know what I'm talking about? Obviously. At extreme levels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like what? It's just like you're plugged into something. Yeah, and you are. That's the whole. So the whole thing is we're dealing with like a frequency I'm, war. Yeah. So can you talk about that for a second, or is that yep. too off topic? Because I'm saying, like, no, we have to talk this about this. <laughs> I'm you like, mean, this we can, I, like, I mean, I, that's like that. They will show you the art of mastering living life every day. <laughs> 
<laughs> Full out. So what you're dealing, so what we're dealing with is we're dealing with a multi-layered assault on our on our being at, at every one of these levels. Right. So dealing with aloha, welcome. Um, we're dealing with an assault on our mind, and I mean, so I can, so like I'm actually going to create a map that's actually a shadow work map mm -hmm. and it goes into all this but it's going to go it's going to actually be on this this topic here oh, yeah. so you have multiple aspects of like how the mind is being assaulted right like 5g wi-fi fields um cell phone radiation we're being radiated at different levels the gamma radiation um the the media is mm -hmm. a psychological subliminal mm -hmm. um subconscious assault yeah right because essentially what i figured out over 2020 and going deep deep into many intel <clears throat> research rabbit holes which i won't go into all that but i would love to actually just like talk for hours on that <laughs> it's fun and it's like really just kind of mind-blowing what's really going on on the planet um Well, it's, well, what we do about it is we have to understand it first. Mm -hmm. We can't do anything about it if we don't understand it. So what we do about it is, is this. This is what we do about it. The more we understand it and the more capable we are, are essentially like taking care of ourselves first and foremost, the more we're going to be able to see it without being affected by it. And that's, and that's the integration piece, right? So a lot of people want to shy away from it because they can't handle it or it's, it's fear-based or whatever. Yeah. It's, yeah, because you're not able to handle it right now. Mm -hmm. That's what we need to address because we need to be able to handle it because this is what's going on, yeah. right? Whether you want to look at it or not, it's still the boogeyman is still there until we turn on the light. So anyways, like, yeah, so just my point about the media is that is that it, it's it's a it's 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 a television show yeah like it's a scripted television show this whole thing has been running on a narrative none of it's real I mean, some of it some of it has been interesting to watch and a lot of the the truth actually coming out in different different aspects of it but ultimately it's actually a script and it's all based on fear and it's all based on getting you to feel and do something other than that, which is going to support you and empower you. So at some point, we actually have to just turn off the movie and, and, and direct our attention elsewhere, right? So, this, so we, then we direct our attention back on our own evolution. That's what we can do about it. Yeah. Um, and, and here's the interesting thing too, when you do have the awareness, right? You have the awareness of these things, but then you focus all of your energy back on yourself, mm -hmm. it actually displaces the assault. Mm -hmm. Because again, what powers the human body? Soul. The soul. What's more powerful? <laughs> What's the most powerful, free energy generating thing? It's the soul. Mm -hmm. It's infinite. It's mm -hmm. a zero point energy. That's what Tesla energy essentially is, coming from the same source. So the more we get in tune with that, 
we actually are able to transmute all of the, the, the frequency assaults on us. Does that make sense? Yes. Right. Any more questions? No, I just thought that was like viscerally feeling that. Viscerally. Yeah. You know, yeah, it was yeah. so interesting to be observant of it and mm -hmm. like be at ease, but also watch like your body going through this thing. And then right, feeling, right. right? Does that make sense? No, no, it's yeah. Like you're no. split off for a second no, and, and, and you're going like, oh, yeah. right? I can. Uh, yeah, and then the other part of that is to just, like, we've had a lot of conversations around that. I feel like I'm allergic to everything, <laughs> like, sounds, noise, you know, like, I'm feeling, like, super sensitive. hyper sensitive. To yeah. So, right? so it's just, like, yeah. a lot of grounding. Work yeah, and those, are, those, are, those are feedbacks, I think, letting you know that, like, it's time to pull back. Yeah, yeah. It's time to pull back from the interface and pull back in. And that's a huge, that's a huge thing. Like this is what I'll say. Like we all need to like start unplugging, yeah. uh, you know, like really get in tune with where your energy is, get in tune with your season and your cycle. We're in a winter yin phase right now. <laughs> so adapting to that is, is key. Again, time doesn't exist, but seasons and cycles do. Mm -hmm. Our body has a rhythmic hormonal cycle. So being in tune with the cycle, gets you better in tune with your alignment, right? So again, so like all this comes back to the same original point, which is that it's, it's internal alignment. That's our protection, that's ultimate protection. I could go, I could, I have a lot of things coming up in my mind to like emphasize that, but that, that is like, that is the spiritual protection. It is like, we can go out there and do all the things we need to do, say the things we need to say, um, no, we can, yeah. but we need to develop spiritual protection first, is what I'm saying. We can go out there and, and, we, and we need to in our own unique ways. Some people are going to do it on the front line. Some people are doing it just by helping people heal. Mm -hmm. right? That's, that's particular where I recommend most of us actually find ourselves. Um, you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah. But, so the point, the, point, the point I'm making is that right now is a good opportunity to regroup our energy yeah. regroup our energy back to ourselves, back to our, our family our community and learn how to co-regulate this is this is a good point so community co-regulation therapy this is why community is so important this is why all of us value community because we're co-regulating our nervous systems together right we're all here together, so there's a shared field. All our auras are, are, you know, humming with each other, and we reconnect to love. That's right. Yes. That's right. Because there we you love go. On each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can validate each other. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the answer to disconnection. Oh, connection. And sometimes, you know, you, we need community. We need other people. Sometimes we need to be by ourselves, but just being in an ebb and flow with that is key. Um, okay, I mean, I can just keep going and going on this, so I, I'll just I'll just take a take a big pause here, and I just want to open it up to the floor. If anyone has anything they want to add, questions, insights, anything whatsoever, it's open. Just resonating with everything that you said. Um, and you really bring it home so succinctly, and it, it's just, thank you.
I'll just I'll just say like having having done so much intentional work the, this year on the soul, it's absolutely insane what has transpired in my life. Mm. Like my business alignment, clients, soulmate just entered, friendships, wow. community wow. here, all within like the last six months. Just from fruit fasting, like a body optimization, cold plunging, like athletic training. It's like, I mean, it's. If all, all the things you've said, that is that is the key to living the life that you desire, working on your soul. And your soul is what creates the law of attraction anyway. It's not your manifestation meditation. It's your soul. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, <laughs> it's just visualize harder. <laughs> you know, and so I just wanna like, I just wanted to kind of echo what just has literally transpired in my reality from working purely on my soul this year. And it's like, you know, as a, as a coach guide, you know, yeah. what I do for others, it's like, forget about personal development. Forget about listening to all these books. Forget about trying to memorize what you should do or what he does or what that person does or what somebody on Instagram posts. Like, forget about it all. Like, let it all go and focus. What does your soul need? What feels in alignment with you? And can you live your entire life, you know, from friendships to foods to water to everything where it feels harmonious it feels true for you and then you'll be able to just expedite your manifestation expedite your law of attraction and create the reality that you truly love you know so I mean, it, it works okay just to piggyback on the soul i heard you say earlier and correct me if this is wrong the soul is in the soil I never heard that before. It was very powerful. And then I also heard you say that the soul powers the human body, which yeah. I agree with. So I wrote them together. The soil, the soul is in the soil and powers the human body. So can you just elaborate on the so soil that, aspect um, of it so and then bring it all together? So what does that start to make for you? Sorry. So if you were to integrate those two ideas, then what what image would come up for you? Growth. Okay, growth is another interesting word to use. Soil, growth. If the soul is in the soil, and the soul is really what's real, then that would stand to reason that if we get ourselves closer to the soil, we reconnect with what's real. Which is nature therapy. <laughs> By the way, the diet thing is what I figured out. The simplicity of it. Because most of it is bullshit. It's just a rearrangement of the alphabets. It's just like this this thing rearranges this thing, this thing rearranges this thing, and this cookbook, and this it's all domesticated. One thing I got from like, you know, following like being around people like my friend David Wolf, I got a completely different like paradigm on health and nutrition than, you know, the, the ABC diets. And by the way, diet all made up but here's the, here's the truth the only thing that actually works the only nutrition program that works is the ones that lead us closer back to nature it's the only the only thing that's real when I got into the raw food world and I got deeper and deeper it led me to Hawaii it led me to living on a permaculture farm it led me to like growing cacao and learning how to make chocolate from the from the actual seed to the tree to the, the, the pod and like and you know 
that world. And I lived in Hawaii for a number of years, and it's like my second home right now. So that's that's what I, I mean, that's probably the most important message I have as far as like nutrition goes, right? Like here, here's a running joke, the paleo diet. <laughs> <laughs> like these like gluten free cookies with the little caveman on them <laughs> and people are like oh yeah yeah I'm, I'm paleo I'm like <sighs> so there's like a little bit of sadness in there it's like oh dear we have become so domesticated that's really what the that's really what the food path and like that's especially like the, okay that's what all this is actually about is getting undomesticated. We have become so domesticated, hybridized, genetically engineered, manipulated on all these levels, and what we have to do is reverse engineer that, yeah. which is becoming our wild nature again. Which really the, the most the quickest way to do that is getting connected to wild nature. Right, and there's there's so many different pathways to start opening your consciousness, all the things, right? But that's essentially the energetic, is like noticing where we've become domesticated. Domestication is essentially a mimicking of a natural environment or a natural behavior. So you take a wild animal, like oh, I don't know, like a an ape or something, right? Then you stick them in a box. And then it, it mimics their natural environment. Where are we right now? We're in a box with walls, artificial light, right? Air conditioning, artificial floor that's insulating us from the actual earth. So it's mimicking the biosphere. But we're in our little cages. And soon they want to make cities under glass. <laughs> Yeah, I'll digress. I'm not, yeah, I'm not I actually have a whole thing on that, but um, yeah. So yeah, and, and this is just poking fun at it because we have all the tools to break out. And we all know this, everyone here knows this, right? It's just remembering who we are and what we are and how powerful that we really fucking are, right? We just have to, we have to install and look at it this way. You're, you're, you're upgrading the, the operating system of the CPU processor, your brain, the operating system, and you're installing new software programs, right? The way that we install a new software program and upload it, right, integrate, upload it, is by practicing it. it. Takes a little longer than a computer program, but it's the same analogy, basically functions the same way. The more we practice the thing, we develop a neuromuscular memory and it patterns inside of us, just like the, 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 the destructive patterns, the addiction patterns, the trauma patterns, those have been rehearsed over time. Mm -hmm. So they've woven their way into our identity because we now identify with them because they become part of us. So it's just, we just have to untangle and the best way to do it is like just adding in something new, right? Mm -hmm. Just start adding something new in, and the more you focus on that, it'll actually start to crowd out the old stuff. Mm -hmm. Actually, when you don't have to worry about it anymore. Mm -hmm. It's kind of just a natural process. Um, 
I have no idea where I'm at in this, but it's like there's so many little hopscotches we can make. Um, I think like that's so cute what you said about adding in and I don't know how many people in this room have kids. I feel like just do anybody else have kids in here? Yes? Yeah. Okay, the technology nowadays is crazy with the kids and the programming and stuff. And we've had so many discussions about like just unplugging the tech and all of that in the house and how to do that without the World War Three and you know uh, <laughs> kind of uh, and um Husband, does that count? <laughs> yeah, it's deep. It's deep. And obviously, there's benefits to technology. But, you know, the thing that's been coming on my heart is like, let's turn our house into like an art studio and a music studio. Yeah. Like, yes. start to integrate, you know, like, let's just buy more drums and stuff. Yes. And then, like, I have the off, you know, just like, and create all these creative centers where all of a sudden it's like, yes. Oh. But it's so simple because we've started doing puzzles, you know, over Thanksgiving. And it's just like everyone was into these puzzles. And you're just like, okay. Right. Puzzles. Yes. Like we're all sitting around and for five hours everybody was like into these puzzles. Instead of what, like scrolling on Instagram? Yeah. And everybody's like on the couch. The TV I walked into yeah. the house and it's like, oh my god, the kids are all on the couch on their own devices, the TV's on, there's like background noise. Mm-hmm. Everything about this is like allergic. We need to mm-hmm. <laughs> We need to show. But it's yeah, it's the crowding out is really hurt. Yeah. Well, Bringing the stuff in subtly and like crowding out because you know what you you try to resist there. I have have a very masculine perspective on that. Not being a parent, but but I've taught hundreds of children. I had 500 students for years, from the ages of 19 to 23, of all ages, hundreds of children. So I have a pretty unique insight into the developmental phase of children. Yeah. Um, My masculine energy is like, yo, we gotta nip that in the bud now. Like, that's like where Papa Bear comes in. It's like, I see where that road's going. I see where the neuro pathways are forming. And the more that one allows the child to keep doing that, it's, it's only going to get harder. So it's, like it's, so it's like, however you have to navigate that and strategize that, but like with that awareness of like, we need to actually, we actually need to pattern interrupt that. Mm-hmm. Right? Because... Well, we know what we know because why? Well, and, yeah. and, and so ways that that could possibly happen is introducing, you can't just take away the iPad, no, right? Yeah. It's, it's a yeah. freaking, it's like a slot machine. It's, it's, it's works on the same <laughs> principles in the yeah. brain. <laughs> so it's like, so, so what has to happen is that priorities have to be changed. Mm-hmm. If somebody's working too much and they're not home, mm-hmm. priorities are going to have to start to shift to make the dream come true right and this is whether we have children or not this is a good point we we get to if we choose to to align ourselves mind body and spirit with what our priorities are in this this like temporal experience as a human being and that's really like that's the that's the message ultimately mm-hmm. is like actually like getting real with ourselves like what are my priorities because my priorities are creating my reality yeah. like each and every day and um, so anyways on that just like so like what you're saying being able to inter- interject yeah. in a fun way yeah. in a way that's inviting and also non-negotiable <laughs> um, like different like how you grew up. 
puzzles. Go in nature. Children, once you get children into nature, then then it starts to it starts to the old program, they don't want a phone or a little dude. They only want that because they're at home. In the box. They're in a cage. In the box. In the box. <laughs> yeah. So that that's like that's like the digital babysitter, right? So anyways, that's my rant on that. No, it's so true. Well, because I have three older ones. Well, I feel a lot of passion, passion for that because it's it's a real issue. It's a real issue. Yeah. And there's a lot of young kids getting sucked into the program, and it's like really hard when you're a parent and you're you're seeing this stuff. Well, because I have a, I, we have kids from age six to twenty six. Wow. And so I watch this with my 20 year olds go through the whole, I mean, believe what you want, but I watch the whole transgender agenda get implanted in. I have my oldest going through transition right now and it's like the hardest thing to go through because I watch the whole thing. Like now looking back at that point in time when it was going on, I didn't have the level of awareness to see what was going on. And now it's like, oh my God, I can see every single bit of programming along the way and the introduction yeah, of all yeah, the labels yeah. and the terms and the pharma coming in and like oh. and it's those um yeah so that's my own journey right now just mm. holding space for wow. myself and just creating a space for you know I'm gonna say for her to remember who she really is you know mm-hmm. and love her in the process but this that's just one of many agendas that are being played. But I think like the children are, you know, our children are under attack right mm-hmm. now. And like we have to Yeah. The the overarching agenda is to is dehumanization. Yeah. Domestication is just like a it's just a progressive thing, right? But it's it's dehu- it's literally to dehumanize the human being because the human being is is a soul. Mm-hmm. And I we can go deeper now. We don't need to. But we all we all get it. Everyone in this room is aware. Like that's we wouldn't be in this room in my house, <laughs> right? But but that's that's just just but but just with that awareness again, we return back to the map. Every time we find ourselves getting stressed, we going outside of ourselves. We're 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 in that zone. We're in that sympathetic zone. Learn to feel it, regulate, breathe, and then take the attention back to the roadmap. Okay, where should I redirect my energy right now? Right, and what what part of me is starting to come alive? Right, what part of me needs my attention and needs nervous system integration, psychic integration? inner child integration masculine feminine polarity integration can you go deeper on the nervous system like what what are some techniques yeah well we're gonna um by the way what time is it eight o'clock it's eight o'clock okay cool so we'll we'll transition very soon um so i mean well what kind of what we went through before and we're going to go through a deeper one of those um, but okay, here's here's the easy one. Like obviously we know like breath work and the things, right? But it's actually here's the thing. It's actually unique to you. That's another part of this. It's actually the way you breathe, the way that you do breath work. It's not based on a system. Like oh, I do Wim Hof. No, Wim Hof does Wim Hof. 
<laughs> right? The way that I breathe is entirely unique to me, just like you. So getting in touch with the way that you breathe is really powerful. And doing that throughout the day, like not waiting to get stressed or breathe, but like one of the things I've been doing a lot lately is listening to a lot of medicine songs. It's part of like my shamanic path and with like ayahuasca and plant medicines, like this is really kind of like encoded in me, but I'm just like singing through in my house through the day. Music, dance, singing, therapy. Music actually saves people's life. Whose life here was saved with music? Emotionally, psychologically, right? So tapping into the, the, the essence of that. And, make, and so this is like what we're talking about, like drumming. Like all these things, these are the things that make us human. These are the, the ancient aboriginal indigenous codes that live inside of us as memory imprints from our ancestors. Because we are not just who we think we are. We're actually the living embodiment of the aspirations of all of our ancestors. Let's take that, just take that in for a second. When you're like, oh, I'm not enough. Um, you know those things, the, the person just programs, right? What we actually are is the living personified embodiment of all of our ancestors' greatest aspirations. Like their visions live inside of us. And their unresolved trauma lives inside of us. <laughs> and that's our initiation because the, the, by being able to unlock the trauma boxes inside of our psyche, it actually opens up our superpowers. It opens up your psychic capabilities. It opens up your empathic abilities, right? So it's like, I look at it like little trauma boxes. And Ayahuasca actually showed me this. And like, I was like, once it, once it showed me how to pop these things open, I just went, I just was like, ding, 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 ding. I was just cracking, cracking locks like crazy. Um, not everyone should do that because it was like many, many, many months of, rebounding and integrating but I just I was just like let's just get the job done now that I know about this let's just like let's get through this but you know it's like you just you do it in a simple way like where you have something coming up in your physical body so take your right hand put it on your heart and breathe into your heart Here's another one. You're in a relationship, right? Something gets triggered. And then before the urge to any to open your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and look that person in the eye. <laughs> so they so there's a recognition. But that 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 impulse to to is your, your pattern interrupting, right? And you're also stopping the wheel of karma. <laughs> right? 
right? That's a whole that's a whole other you know part of it. But um, that so just to answer your question, like that that is that simple. It's literally that simple. Now the other part of it is the maintenance work, because not like this is something that you're always going to have to do, right? It's just like it's just there, just like oh yeah, okay, okay, like just as like a like it's a, a quick it's a quick option if you need it. But the actual work is just maintaining your state, maintaining your nervous system. Has, any, has everyone here been to Kuya yet? Who's been to Kuya down the street? Who here doesn't know what Kuya is that lives in Austin? Oh my God. Okay, so Kuya is the most epic holistic health spa that's right next to on it. It's seven minutes away. They have the most amazing like vibe. It's this community. It's like a chill spot, like the whole front area. You can go and relax and chill, get tonics. They have like a happiness team that are like the <laughs> customer service, like the most amazing. I'm like, I'm like becoming best friends with all of them. And it's basically like, it's a float spa with the best floats in Austin by far. Um, they do vitamin IVs and they do infrared sauna with cold plunging. And so every day I go, but I'm in there and I'm going back and forth between the two. And when I come out, I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> you do all three, float tank, infrared, and cold plunge? Well, no, I don't have time to do all three oh, all the time. But, but I, I do the sauna and cold plunge every day. Yeah, because what ends up happening is it, 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 it develops like, it develops a certain, it's like a certain, um, you develop a certain resilience through the cold therapy, but then you also are able to release it in the, the it's like contrast therapy. Mm -hmm. So it affects the business complementary opposites, right? Cold and hot, mm -hmm. right? So when you, when you do that regularly, it develops your nervous system. So you're not, you're not getting as triggered or reactive and uh, you know, again, it's, it's just maintenance work, is what I'm trying to say. Blowing my mind. Um, when I was a kid, you couldn't get me out of the pool. And we ended up staying at this apartment complex for quite some time. And I used to, even in winter, jump in the freezing water, jump into the hot tub, back and forth and back and forth for like hours. And I had a lot of stress and trauma going on in my life when I was a child. So I imagine that was really helping. And what I learned, um, was that when you're when you're in hot water, like in the shower, the toxins rise to the surface, your blood gets flowing, and then the cold water just washes it away. Mm. Super helpful. Uh -huh. so thank you for addressing that. Yeah, yeah, that's mm. great. Yeah, when you're when you're in hot, your 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 molecules they start to expand. So it's it's expansion contraction. So this is okay. So this is this is kind of what what the answer to this is that you want to get comfortable with. The, the, con the contraction and expansion principle, because life is contracting and expanding, right? And we can feel it in the collective. Some days it's like, and other days like, and this is happening in our own life, right? So getting comfortable with contraction, and when we contract, we don't resist, right? When I go into the cold plunge, I don't resist. I go in there with a stoic straight face and I just, I feel everything and I just dip myself all the way in and then I come out and I feel everything, but not reacting. That's, that's my practice with it. 
So feeling the contraction, but not reacting to it. This is normal. This is natural. This is life. And then when I get out, same thing. I'm feeling everything. Just like, cool. And then I just go back to the, the sauna. I sit down like normal. And then, then we go into expansion. <coughs> that makes sense? So that's like a psychological tool, is what I'm saying. Um, that you can apply to nervous system training. Yeah. I wish our sauna studio had a cold plunge. Soon it will be winter. We'll, well you should move to Austin. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have snow pretty soon. We can run outside. What, it's, not, it's gonna snow here? No, we're, we're no, here. That was a total, that Toronto. was a total. Uh, and Omaha. Liking the sauna, but I'm thinking we're doing a lot of hot yoga. A lot of hot yoga. Yeah. Take some cold showers. Yeah, yeah. You want it? Yeah, it's good to have the balance. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, are there? We've been sitting here, been listening to me riff and rant. So, first of all, is there any more any questions or any comments, insights? Yeah. I have a question. Um, through my journey. We've lived in the same house for nine years. We've been renting it. Um, and what I'm noticing uh, these past couple of years is that um, when we're in the house, we don't want to get out of it. Um, and it's actually uh -huh. so much effort to try to get my husband to pick down the phone, turn off the TV, come outside. It's, uh, and I, I can't.